Happy Sabbath once again. Happy All right, let us um, begin with a silent word of prayer. Amen. So in our last presentation, we identified that, that the time of the end and the time that, we're, that the Lord is bringing us to also is, is to bring us to this ladder or this door which we have access to heaven. Amen. Amen. And from this door or this ladder, the Lord is going to um, bring back communication between heaven and his people. Amen. Because is the Lord is going to wrap up this great controversy and bring this, this whole thing to a close. That's what the time of the end is, is to do, is to bring all the events and all the, the work that has to be done to a close. And as we, as we go through, through history, we see that there was a door open to, um, actually, I'm going to go even, even before. From the time Adam, Adam and Eve fell, a door was open and a way was prepared that man can be regained back into God's favor. Amen. Amen. Thus bringing us to the, the, the sacrifices. Amen. Because the, the God was slain from the what? Foundation, from the foundation of the world. So as God was slain from the foundation of the world, we, we were able to, to gain access back to heaven. This communication was then wrought for us that we can, can be saved from ourselves. Amen? Amen? And praise God for it, because since the Lord has done this work, we only have to pay 10% of, of what we actually owe to the Lord. This is why tithe is so important. And for those who are fighting that tithe, they will come to a point, if they do not turn from that false understanding about tithe, that they, they will also fight the cross that they have to bear. Because the tithe is, is directly linked to the cross. Tithing and the, and the cross are just, they're, they go hand in hand. Because they are, by not, by not giving their tithe, they're turning away from, from their, their own burdens that they have to bear. And they're saying the same things as the Protestants, that the Lord has done all and I have nothing that I should do of myself. So because of, because of what the Lord did, and because of those in that time that, that um, didn't want to pay their tithe or did not want to put up their, their sacrifices and come to the, the gate of the, um, of the Garden of Eden to pray and offer up their sins before God, and they brought these abominations upon the earth, the Lord had to then wash the earth, amen, with a flood. Just like how before you enter into the sanctuary, you have to wash yourselves. Amen? Amen. You have to wash away the dirt. This is what the flood was also signifying. If you go through the whole, um, the whole history of the world, you see that it is one great work that the Lord is doing, walking through the sanctuary. So when he comes to the labor, he washed the earth of the abominations that they were doing. 
And then after he did that, what did he do? He moved into the holy place. This is why Christ came to the earth in this history. Yes, in this history to, to then close the door to the outer court and open the door into the holy place. And he was preparing the, um, the Jews to, to enter in with him with this work. But only 12 hearkened unto his voice and walked with him all the way. Amen? Amen. Go ahead. And in our preparation of walking with him, we must wash also in baptism. Amen. This is what the, this is what the types are here to teach us, that we must offer up our sacrifices. We must also wash and cleanse ourselves from our defilement, defilements, that we must enter in and eat the bread of life, that we must represent the, the right churches, and that we must offer up the right prayers so that we can enter into the most holy. Amen? So... Right before he made this transition from the outer into the holy place, there was a door of mercy that was then closed. And those who did not enter in, they then were offering up useless sacrifices unto Satan. So then a door was open to the holy place. Amen? Mm -hmm. And as that door was open, the Lord accepted the prayers and accepted the oblations of those who were there and with them. Amen? Thus we get to the 1260 where... They were now praying unto the Lord, praying for their deliverance. Amen? So then now, when we, came, when we come to 1844, the Lord now had a people, right, Michelle, that was ready to make the transition with them now into the most holy. And the door was open once again. And the door that was once to, um, once, once of them opened to the holy place, was just about to close. Just like the door to the ark was slowly closing. So from their midnight cry to, eight, to October 22nd, from August to, um, to October, that door was then show, being shown to the Millerites of that time that that door was slowly about to close. And then only 50 of them entered through that door. And only 50 was able to enter into the most holy place and begin the work with Christ of, of the judgment of the dead. But now, in our time, the door of mercy is about to close once again. And the Lord is about to finish that work with the dead and enter into a new phase of work for the living. Where each one of our names are going to be called and going to be before the Lord um, to, to, to pay and make atonement for all our sins. Amen? And the Lord is preparing us that we can prepare Adventists to do that, to, to prepare for that time. Amen? So, but before we can, we get to that time, which will be from the Sunday Law to the Final Review, where that great trial for all Adventists now is, is, is all upon us. Because Moses had to prepare himself to go gather Israel. But then when Israel um, was then taken out of Egypt, Moses and Israel then had to go through the great test. Amen? All of them had to now go to battle. All of them had to go through the wilderness. So the Lord must first prepare ones that have to gather the rest of Israel 
just like Ezra in Ezra 7, chapter 7 to, no, 8 to 10. Yes, 8, 8 to 10, specifically 8 and 9, where Ezra first washed, then he gathered the Levites to wash them, and then after the Levites were gathered, then all of Israel then was gathered to pay um, for the Day of Atonement. Amen? So likewise, at the end of the world, the same thing is then repeated. The Lord must first gather souls to arouse all of Adventism to then prepare for this period right here. But a type must take place so that the anti-type can be fulfilled. Amen? All right, this is, this is how the Lord is, is leading us. But that door of mercy is soon to be open. And once that door is open, we all must enter into that work. Amen. All right. Let us. So. So we went through and shown that the, those different doors that were open and closed throughout history and every door that is open and closed is showing how the Lord is beginning is, is ending one work and beginning another work. He's ending one work, beginning another. Okay? So we're about to end one, begin another. The dead to the living. Let's keep that in mind. So now let's go into our notes under the heading, The Shut Door, on the bottom of page 3. <clears throat> and... In Luke 13, verses 24 to 28, it says, Strive to enter in at the what? At the straight gate, which is the door. For many, I say unto you, will seek to enter in and shall not be able. Everybody with me? Amen. All right. Praise God. It says, When once the master of the house is risen up, so when Christ rises up, because he's the master of the house, and hath shut the door, and ye begin to stand without, and to knock at the door, saying, Lord, Lord, open unto us, and he shall answer and say unto you, I know you not whence I know you not whence ye are. Then shall ye begin to say, We have eaten and drunk in thy presence, and thou hast taught in our streets. But he shall say, I tell you, I know you not whence ye are. Depart from me, all ye robbers of iniquity, workers, workers of iniquity. Amen. It says there shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth when ye shall see Abraham and Isaac and Jacob. These are the characters that we must have. The characters of Abraham, Isaac and Jacob it says and all the prophets in the kingdom of God and yourselves thrust out. OK, if you don't fit the right bill, if you don't have the right character, you will be thrust out. Now, let's jump over Matthew. 23 because when the Lord says oh Jerusalem Jerusalem it is to those who did not want to enter in through this door into the straight gate okay so there's there's many symbols that the Lord has has given us he's given us the ladder he's given us the um the door he's given us the straight gate and he's telling us that in this time in the time of the end in the time of Christ when he's putting an end to this darkness you must enter with him into this work. The Millerites had to do it. The Jews had to do it. And Noah, in his time, had to do it. So we, at the end of the world, we don't have to do it. 
No, we have to do it. It is our time. Amen? It is our time. And the door is about to shut. And we must make the preparations. It is preparation day. The Sabbath is going to soon come. All right. BP, this is uh, Bates Pamphlets, Volume 2, 107, um, Paragraph 3. It says, Jesus says, When once the master of the house is risen up and shut to the door, and ye begin to stand without and knock at the door, saying, Lord, Lord, open unto us, and he shall answer and say unto you, I know you not whence ye are. This was an answer to the question, if there were few that be saved, he said, Strive to enter in at the straight gate. For many, I say unto you, shall seek to enter in and shall not be able. None can go in short of, none can go in short of perfect obedience to God. So what must we have? No, we all must say that. What must we have? Okay, I guess only Lissa and, and, and Val and Emily are going to have this perfect obedience. But it says, Jesus says to his disciples, I am the door of the sheep. Again, I am the door. By me, if any man enter in, he shall be saved. He further says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Here it is perfectly plain. We have got to go in by and through Jesus, the door. It says, he says to the Philadelphia church, he that openeth and no man shutteth. So Bates is bringing all these, these things together and showing all, all the verses that are pertaining to this, to this door and how we are to enter. So the Philadelphia church is where we also have to be. Philadelphia is showing a character that we, that we have to um, emulate in this time because we all have to be in that church at the end of the world. We can't be a Laodicean and we can't be in a, a Sardinian in the, Sar in the church of Sardis. It says, Behold, I have set before thee a what? We all following? So what he set before Philadelphia? An open door. Amen. An open door. And no man can shut it. It says, How clear it is that the door is open to this church, this class of believers. Why? Because they have a little strength and have not denied his name. What name? New name. That's important because a new name, a new way of calling unto the Lord is going to be given. So let's go back to the sanctuary. So when they left out of the Garden of Eden, right? Because when they were in, when Adam and Eve was in the Garden of Eden, they met face to face with God, right? But sin has put a, a barrier between them. Amen. So they were to meet at the Garden of Eden. And they, they met at the Garden of Eden all the way to the garden was taken up. So as soon as the door was shut to the antediluvian world and Noah got off of the ark, what was the first thing he did, if everyone remembers? Amen. He built an altar. So he built an altar and sacrificed unto the Lord. So then altars were then used from that point all the, way, all the way down until the sanctuary was made. Amen? 
And when the sanctuary was made, there was, this was a new way that we was able to, to meet with God. Amen? So once that sanctuary was there, we had this medium. This was the ladder that brought us in connection with God. Amen? So the sanctuary stayed from that point all the way down to the true sanctuary, which was Christ, was then upon the earth. Amen? So then Christ now was this, he was the living sanctuary. He was now the ladder. Well, he was always the ladder, but he was the ladder for that time that the way was now able for them to communicate to God. But once they killed him, he went up to heaven. Amen. And Ellen White says that a vine stretched from heaven down to the earth and communication was continued from, from there. Amen. And now... Once this door was closed, this one was open, and we were able to pray unto the, God, unto the Lord. And before they killed him, the Lord Christ says that we are to, to pray, Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Amen? Amen? So a name was given and a means of prayer was given unto disciples that access to God was then able, was then, um, was then a means that they can keep up this communication. Amen? So no more were you to come to the sanctuary, to a literal sanctuary, like what they're doing now in, in Israel and why they're trying to keep um, Israel, keep the, the, that holy land in the possession of, the, of, of the, the Jews and why Islam always wants to pray to, to Mecca. No longer is it a literal land, but you must send up your prayers and um, you send up your prayers as a sweet smell of incense unto God. This is, why he, this is why the Lord did that. This is why Christ came and taught them how to pray because he was about to enter into the holy place. And he was about to bring them to this point where prayer was essential for them because he saw the 1260 was coming. This is why the altar of incense is so important because prayer was to be a sweet smelling savor unto God. So he then came now to October 22nd and a means now was then um, cut off to the Protestants and no longer was an understanding of, of the old things and an old way of coming to God was, was, then, um, was then to be used but we were now entering into this, this phase of work was the judgment. And the three angels' message was then given unto them. And the Sabbath was then now given unto them. And the Lord was showing that, yes, we're coming to the end of the world. And this is how you must, you must um, gather before, before me at this time. So now, when he's going to make a change into this new phase of work, a new name or a new means of communication must then now be given to, um, to us once again. Each phase of the work, a new means of communication must be given. And if we do not keep up with Christ, we will not know the way of communicating with God. Because like I said in the last presentation, if Christ is the door and the door gives you access to the Father, and if Christ moves, and you don't move with him, access to the Father is what? Cut off. Cut off. It's gone. This is why Ellen White says to, about the Jews, they kept giving up their useless sacrifices. And then came to the Protestants, there was their useless prayers. 
They kept, they held on to the old way of doing things, but a new way has now been, um, has now been used. We're not using horses and buggies. We have cars now. You're always going to get late to work if you're on your horse and your buggy while everyone is zooming past you in your cars. You understand? A new means is, is, is being used. But it's not different from the old way, but it's just a new way of communication that the Lord is, is going to bring forth. All right. Let's continue. Revelation 7, 8, and 12 says, King of kings and Lord of lords, we believe he has received his, his kingdom and his title, King of kings, and, and we acknowledge him as such, while the others in, in the ninth verse deny him and will not admit him to be king. It says, Christ then will, will be their open door. And their way while they acknowledge and obey him, their king. Now it appears to me that we can understand how the door is shut. Christ says he is the door. Then when he rises up to leave the office, he has, he has been fulfilling these 1800 years and moves to the most holy place to receive his dominion and glory and a kingdom. Then he virtually shuts the door and the work for the church is as necessarily changed. Because as his sheep, they follow him. Now, as I have shown in the preceding chapter, that this work precedes his advent and must be done on the 10th of the seventh month to fulfill the type and parable of the virgins and his people here on earth must participate and do their part as was done in the type. It must be something just like what has taken place and will be known and believed in by God's true children. And history has not recorded anything like it in the past, past done, passed down to October 1844. So as it was in the types, as the Levitical system shows the, the Day of Atonement, the same thing is going to take place um, here at the end of the world. So the same way that the Lord began the judgment of the dead, He's going to end the judgment of the dead. Amen? Amen. Because he's Alpha and the Omega. Amen. So this is why the types are so important. The way he entered into um, that work is the same he's going to enter into this work. Because that same door is going to close and open. Amen? Amen? So just how it was in 1844 is going to be when, that, when the midnight cry goes forth. And that door is to be opened. Amen? All right. So, all right. So, next quote. Can I ever read it for, um, for DA 636, paragraphs 2 and 3? The crisis is stealing gradually upon us. The sun shines in the heavens, passing over its usual round, and the heavens still declare the glory of God. Men are still eating and drinking, planting and building, marrying and giving in marriage. Merchant, merchants are still buying and selling. Men are jostling one against another, contending for the highest place. Pleasure lovers are still crowding to theaters, horse races, gambling hells. The 
highest excitement prevails, yet probation's hour is fast closing. The ev and every case is about to be eternally decided. Satan sees that his time is short. He has set, at, he has set all his agencies at work that men may be deceived, deluded, occupied, and entranced until the day of probation shall be ended and the door of mercy be forever shut. Solemnly there come to us down through the centuries the warning words of our Lord from the Mount of Olives. Take heed to yourselves, lest any time your hearts be overcharged with surfeiting. That's and excess. And drunkenness and cares of this life. And so that that day come upon you unawares, Watch ye therefore and pray always that ye may be accounted worthy to escape all these things that shall come to pass and to stand before the Son of Man. Okay, <clears throat> so we must, we must watch, watch and pray, watch and pray. So let's continue. It says in 1SM 63 paragraph 2, it says, I am still a believer in the shut door theory, but not in, in the sense in which we at first employ the term or in which it is employed by my opponents. It says there was a shut door in the days of Noah. So there was a shut door that, like I said earlier, that closed the old world to the new world. Mm -hmm. And as in the types, when, you want, um, when the old world ends and the Lord brings those into the new world, there's a new means of communication. It's, it's the same all the time. It happened in Eden. It happened in um, it happened in, in 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 the new world with Noah. It happened with the Jews. It's going to happen with us. All right. There's always a new means of communication with God. It happened with the Millerites. And was that? And it happened with the Millerites. Amen. And it happened with the Millerites. Mm -hmm. It says there was a shut door in the days of Noah. There was at that time a withdrawal of the Spirit of God from the sinful race that perished in the. In the waters of the flood, God himself gave the shut door message to Noah. Paragraph 4 says, My spirit shall not always strive with man, for that he also is flesh, yet his days shall be a hundred and twenty years. There was a shut door in the days of Abraham. Mercy ceased to plead with the inhabitants of Sodom, and all but Lot with his wife and two daughters were consumed by the fire sent down from heaven. And... And the days of Sodom are likened unto the end of the world in this very time. All, all are, are living in idleness and, um, and the abundance of, of bread. It says, continuing, it says, There was a shut door in the days of Christ. The Son of God declared to the unbelieving Jews of that generation, Your house is left unto you desolate. Looking down the stream of time to the last days, the same infinite power proclaimed through John, these things saith he that is holy, he that is true, he that hath the key of David, he that openeth and no man shutteth, and shutteth and no man openeth. I was shown in vision and still believe that there was a shut door in 1844, and there will be, and I also believe that there will be a shut door in our day. As we live and breathe, there will be a shut door in our day. Amen. It says, all who saw the light of the first and second angels' messages and rejected that light were left in darkness. It says, and those who accepted it and received the Holy Spirit, which attended the proclamation of the message from heaven 
and who afterward renounce their faith and pronounce their experience a delusion, thereby rejected the spirit of God, and it no longer pleaded with them. So this is what would happen for those who are, who are on the wrong side of that door, that the spirit of God will be withdrawn and the Lord will no longer plead for them. And this is, this is why the Lord has given us this at this specific time. And I'm going to bring, bring our minds back to a topic that um, the Lord showed us um, a few years back. And, and I say praise God because you can truly see how the, Lord has how the Lord has led us. And we can look back and say praise God for he truly is leading us step by step over these rounds for a purpose, to bring us to an expected end, to bring us to where he needs us to be, so that the principles given may not fail us, but may lift us up, because the Lord will not give us more than what? We can, handle. We can bear. So if he would not give us more than we can bear, which means he's already given us the, the instruments that are needed to overcome the burden that we must bear. Amen? All right, so let's go under first fruits. Go ahead, Michelle. I was just saying that one way you can see that he also gave it. Um, he, he gave it in so many, so many different examples. You go to, um, you go to Babylon, um, say Babylon. <laughs> you go to, um, oh my gosh, I'm losing my thought. In Daniel chapter 2, when mm -hmm. he gave um, Nebuchadnezzar the, the dream, the, mm -hmm. you know, he gave him the image. He, he laid everything down for him right there, and Daniel explained it to him. Mm -hmm. and, and that took him down from the beginning to the end of the world. Amen. You know, even, though he wasn't, even though he didn't understand it, you know, and then when you go through the book of Daniel, you know, we saw that in, I think, in Daniel 7, he had the vision, he was made plain again there. You know, that, and then, of course, we go to Daniel 11, 4, 11, Daniel, well, Daniel 11, mm -hmm. you see all of that made plain there. Amen, you know? yes. And then when you go to Revelation, John got the vision also. Mm -hmm. So you go to the book of, I mean, there's only a few of three examples, but there's so many places where it's made plain as to what Christ is trying to point us to. Mm -hmm. If only we just go through for ourselves, you know, because we have so many examples, then we'll see too. Amen. Because the same vision that took place in, in Daniel 2 is the same vision in Daniel 40 to 12 to 12, 1. Yes. So it's all through the history of man. He's just repeating these things so, he, so we're able to, to know for our time so first peter 4 and verse 17 says for the time is is come that judgment must begin where at the house of god so this is why the lord has has given us the understanding that he has given us because he's he must first begin at his house he 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 began in seven day adventism he began with seventh day adventists his denominated people just as he began with the Jews, his old denominated people. So as he began with his denominated people, we were privileged to answer the call that he was given. And the Lord says that there are 7,000 that have not bowed the knee to Baal. So there are 7,000 symbolically that are also going to heed the call when it first goes out. So don't be, well... It'll be, pray, it'll be a glorious sight to see that as soon as the midnight cry goes, that 7,000 symbolically are going to 
come into the fold and they're going to heed the call that is going to be given. But he, and, and those who come to the end, that 50 symbolically, just like in 1844, that makes that transition from the dead to the living will, will be the first fruits of those who are, who are going to be cleansed and prepared to call the rest out of, of, um, of bowing the knee to, to Baal. Amen. But, but we all must go through the first trial of our faith. Amen? All right, let us continue. It says, And if it first begin at us, what shall the end be of them that obey not the gospel of God? Ezekiel 9 and verse 6. It says, Slay utterly, slay utterly old and young, both maid and little children, and, and women, but come not near any man upon whom is the mark, and begin at my what? Sanctuary. My sanctuary, the house of God. Then they began at the who? Ancient the ancient men, which were before the house. So symbolically we're, symbolically, we're also the ancient men, because we're those that have accepted this message before um, the mass multitude of, 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 of Adventists. But what does that word slay means? It means to smite. Now, what topic did the Lord give us a few years ago with, with the word smite in it? Shepherd. Amen. Smite the shepherd. This is, this is why I said we can look back to how the Lord has led us. Because the Lord taught us a while back that he is going to smite the shepherd. He is going to use, use those who heed the cry and that are faithful to the cry to, to show as an example to the world, to bear the burden of, of all Adventism and show them the right character and how to carry yourself in the house of God. Because there are those who are in the house of God doing all the things that are right in their own eyes. Amen? We're in the time of the judges. And there's, there are souls that are inside of Adventism that are, that's thinking the transgender movement is correct. Thinking that they can vote for, for whatever presidents. Thinking that the Holy Spirit is, is just an essence. Thinking that we must keep all the feast days. Thinking that Ellen White is not a prophet. Thinking that Christ um, is, is also not real. So there's many different false doctrines. These, these are the thing, these are these are the signs that everyone is doing that is that, that doing the things that's right in their own eyes. All these false doctrines and all those other present truth messages that are just leading people back into Sodom. Go ahead, Michelle. No, I was just thinking of, you know, when I went back to Grenada a couple years back, I was so excited that I was Adventist because mm -hmm. I was always Catholic with one of my friends and she became Adventist. I go into a crusade, I never understood well, how, why, you know, because I never really, I just didn't think Adventist made sense to me because of Saturday, mm -hmm. you know, in my own way, you know, but, so I was, I was so excited, I said, oh, you know, I'm Adventist now, you know, I'm, 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 you know, we're in the same church, and she says to me, oh, yeah, I'm Adventist too, but I don't believe in Ellen White, I'm like, huh? Mm -hmm. <laughs> so I was so crushed, you know, because I was, she caught my excitement because I learned that they have a, a new church now where they... I forget what it's called, she has said to me, but it's actually in Grenada town. I was like so dis I was so, so disgusted by that. That the new church where they they don't teach Ellen White, where they teach everything else. 
as Adventists, but they don't know what, what they go against our message. So, you know, I, I was saying to say, you know, when I hear those things, it sounds my heart, and all we could do is pray for them. Because mm -hmm. we know that there's going to come a time where people who are, in, who are not seeing the truth, it will come to them. And you hope that, that, hope that they will embrace the truth mm -hmm. and see, you know, and, and accept it so that they, they, they too could be saved. Amen. Because if they, if they continue in that, that wrong belief in rejecting Ella White, they'll just reject Moses. They'll reject Enoch. Because if you're rejecting the last prophet, sooner or later you're going to reject the first prophet. Mm -hmm. So, so Zechariah 13 verses, actually, for time I'm going to jump over those. So, Actually, I would just read verse 7. And it says, Awake, O sword, against my shepherd, and against the man that is my fellow. So the one he calls friend. It says, Saith the Lord of hosts, smite the shepherd, and the sheep shall be scattered, and I will turn my hand upon, upon the little ones. So he's going to smite us so that he could turn his hand then upon the little ones. Those who, those who um, are, are hearing the, um, the truth for the first time. Amen. All right, so that would also be the rest of Adventists. And on a smaller scale, it would be us ministers and those and, and our families, the little ones, or those who are, are, who are under our, our sheepfold. So let's jump to Ezekiel 20, verses 36 to 38. So there's... there's fractals of of who is a um who are the shepherd and who are the the sheep so for adventists for the whole of adventism they are the shepherds and the and the world are the sheep because the the shepherd is the medium between god and 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 man amen they're the ones who like john as the lord says it goes from the father to the son and then from the son to the angels and from the angels to john John is the, the connecting link between heaven and earth. Just like Christ, when he was on earth, he was the connecting link between heaven and earth. So at the end of the world, Adventists on a large scale will be the connecting link between heaven and earth. And that's when they're purified at the end of the, the final review. But as we go back, for all of Adventists, if we all are faithful, we will be the shepherds to all of Adventism, the connecting link between heaven and earth. But in Living Waters, the ministers will be the connecting link between heaven and earth in this small group. Because we are the ones who present these truths to those who are, who are, listen, Aiden, stop. Amen? Understand? Oh, oh, yes. Amen. Yes, the Lord is, he is the, the true shepherd. We are under shepherds. Yes. So Ezekiel 20, verse 36 to 38. says, like, like as I pleaded with your fathers in the wilderness of the land of Egypt, so will I plead with you, saith the Lord God. And I will cause you to pass under what? The rod. The rod. It says, and I will bring you into the bond of the, bond of the covenant. And I will purge you out from among you, and I will purge out from among you the rebels 
and them that transgress against me. And I will bring them forth out of, out of the country where they sojourn, and they shall not enter into the land of Israel, and ye shall know that I am the Lord. So all of the, the things of the past are, have principles and lessons that we must learn. So as the Lord brought Israel out of Egypt and purged out all those who are mixed multitude literally and spiritually, that is showing how the Lord is going to purge out of us wrong understandings and wrong ideas of what um, of who God is and thus giving us a right understanding of God and bringing us into a better communication with us, thus cleaning the glass because the glass is dark. Amen. Because we look through a glass. How? Darkly. So as he's cleaning the glass, as he's removing our sins, this is him purging away all those, those false ideas out of us so that we can enter into the glorious Canaan. Amen. Just as Israel was purged from all their wrong ideas, purged from those wrong um, Egyptians that came in with them and was brought into Canaan. So the Lord is going to do the very same thing, but it's going to be a hard work because it was hard for, for Israel to see those who were once their friends falling and dying to the wayside. So it will be hard for us to put away those things that we thought was once for our benefit. Amen? Amen. All right. But this purging process must begin. Because if we do not purge the leaven that is within us, we will, the Lord will purge us out of his church. Because the Lord will have a pure church. So let's go on to under the heading, the purge. It says, iniquities prevail against me. As for our transgressions, thou shalt purge them away. So we're going to come to a point where we get to the end. There will be some sins that the Lord will purge away. There will be something that the Lord will take away from us. And individually, that will be that thing. It will be some sin that's hindering us from seeing clearly what the Lord has try, been trying to teach us from the very beginning. It is, there's some sin that is in each and every one of our lives that it will be removed. And once that is taken away, we will see even clearer all the things the Lord has been teaching us from the beginning, from our conception. Psalm 65, it says, By terrible things in righteousness wilt thou answer us, O God of our salvation, um, who art the confidence of all the ends of the earth, and of them that are afar off upon the sea. All right, let's go to the quote and read in the bold. It says, the God he had offended, meaning um, David, the God he had offended by bringing so great sin upon Israel as their leader was now show, showing him that he is not a God that will lie. And that, and that by terrible things in righteousness would he show his hatred of sin. He did indeed realize, be sure, be sure your sin will find you out. Your sins will find you out. What does that mean? We're going to have to face every single thing that we have done that was wrong unto the Lord. 
But the darker it gets, the closer that we are getting to God. Remember last week in my presentation, I said there was darkness that engulfed um, um, Christ when he was upon the cross. But that darkness was only there to veil the presence of God, that he was as close to his son, he was the closest to his son that he ever been. It's going to be a hard, hard time. Our sins will find us out. Every lie, every deceitful thing, every wrong thing that we have eaten, drunk, everything, anything that we have done that was offensive to the Lord, it will find us out. We must meet it. Amen. But remember, the Lord will never give us more than we can bear. We must hold on to that promise. Because when it does find us, it will be a sure promise and a bright light unto us. Amen? Amen. All right. It says, the Lord will not, in the next quote from Review and Herald, the Lord will not only reveal himself as a God of long-suffering mercy, but by terrible things in righteousness, he will make it manifest that he is not a man that he should lie. He will have no fellowship with false dealing. He will sanction no pretense. The time is near when the inner life will be fully revealed. All will behold as if reflected in a mirror the working of the hidden springs of motive. The Lord would have, would have you now examine your own life and see how stands your record with him. This is why the preparation is essential. Because when the cry goes forth, if you do not put away of your sins, the Lord will bear them all to everyone. Mm -hmm. Everyone will see the things that you've tried to keep secret for all this time. How do we know? Because it's happening in the earth now. Mm -hmm. All the things that, like Wesley said earlier, all the things that Hunter Biden was trying to keep secret, they lay bare. What does cancel culture do? Not only. They dig up all your hidden deeds, everything that you have done. They may be an instrument for Satan, but remember, the Lord says that he uses sin to punish sin. So he'll use cancel culture to come after us, and they'll dig up all of our old things all your past dealings, all the taxes you wanted to evade, all those times that you lied on the job, all those times you did things to, to women, all those things you did to men, all whatever it may be. That woman or that man you hit and you thought you got away with, all of those things will come back. Your sins will find you out. Next quote says, the truth must be brought into their hearts, sanctifying them and, clean, and cleansing from all earthliness and sensuality in the most private life. Every secret act is as if we were in the presence of God and holy angels, as all things are open before God, and from him nothing can be hid. This is why you'll, you would know that you're before the Lord. Because as your sins are laid bare, you know that your name is being brought up and the investigation is taking place. And you're right before the throne of God. 
So what do you do? You grab hold mm -hmm. upon the promises of God. And don't let go. And you don't let go. Amen? Because if you let go, that door is now shut to you. And you will not enter in. Amen. That's what the, the anti-type will look. All of our sins will find us out. It is a solemn thing. Mm -hmm. Because all the sins that the Lord brings up in that type, those are the things, if we're faithful, will be removed. That's the blessing in it. And once they're removed, if you don't turn back to them, they're removed for good when the final review comes. And the judgment of the living is done for Adventists. Because all Moses had to go through the wilderness twice. He went first when he went through it for 40 years, 40 years, after 40 years, and then he had to go through it again for 40 years. So those who are called first have to go through the test twice. But when you go through it the second time, you already know the way. So it's, it should be easier. Amen. Let us continue. <clears throat> oh, almost done. Isaiah 1, verse 25 to 26. It says, And I will turn my hand upon thee, and purely purge away thy dross, and take away all thy tin. And I will restore thy judges as at the first, and thy counselors as at the beginning. Afterward, thou shalt be called the city of righteousness, the faithful city. 1 Corinthians 5 and verse 7. Purge out therefore the old leaven, that ye may be a new lump, as ye are unleavened. For even Christ, our Passover, is sacrificed for us. 2 Timothy 2 and verse 21. If a man therefore purge himself from these, he shall be a vessel unto honor, sanctified and meet for the master's use, and prepared unto every good work. Amen. This is what the Lord is trying to do. Purge us that we may be useful unto him for every good work. But we must go through that purging process. It is going to be hard. But in this time of preparation, the Lord has given us the principles that are needed, that we can survive it, and that we can overcome it. Because the principle is that the Lord will never give us what? More than we can bear. So he's given us the tools now in this time of preparation that we can bear them in the darkest hour. So that at the end, we can tell all Israel, let there be light. Amen. Amen? Because he came to tell us, let there be light. So we must go and tell everyone, let there be light. Amen? Amen. All right. Jeremiah 15 and verse 19, and we'll close. It says, Therefore, thus saith the Lord, If thou return, then will I bring thee again, and thou shalt stand before me. And if thou take forth the precious from the vial, thou shalt be as my mouth, as John, as Elijah, as Moses, as Elisha, as Enoch, as Aaron, as all the prophets of old. 
as, as Ellen White. They would stand behind us and be our assurance. Why? Because though, how? I mean, not why. How? Because those angels that were there in that time will come and bear witness of their lives and come to us as an aid to help us in the same trials that they have also gone through. The types are essential, 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 so that we can, can be overcomers and achievers, achievers in the anti-type. Amen? Amen? It says, Thou shalt be as my mouth. Let them return unto me, but return not thou unto them. Amen? We have to be faithful. And we have to endure all the way to the end. Amen? Amen? All right. Let us close with a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord, for the solemn promises and the teachings that you've given unto us that helped us all this way. And Lord, I pray that, that as you are about to open up this door before us, um, I pray that we all may be may be able to enter in, that the enemy may not um, seduce us into, into not entering, but that wholeheartedly we may, may, we may walk through that door with your son, in our, um, your son holding our hands. Please guide us, O oh Lord, for this, this time coming will be a treacherous one. It will be a, 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 a dreadful, fearful experience. But with, but with your principles, and with your son and all the angels on high with us, we may overcome these things. So I pray even now that we may plead for the removal and the cleansing that is needed to enter therein. And that on this Sabbath day, this holy and sacred day, we may receive much blessing and gifts from thee. Be with us and help us in this work. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.